Hello and welcome to the Community Church Podcast, where we want to equip and empower people for life together with Jesus. On this podcast, we'll be talking with lots of different people from all walks of life to help us in our discipleship to Him. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, and thanks so much for tuning in this week. Uh, My name is Harry, for anybody that doesn't know. Hopefully the podcast this week will help anyone that is finding it difficult to worship in this current moment with the COVID-19 pandemic. We have Will Lyon with us this week. Uh, He leads worship at Living Rock Church in South Leicestershire. He's a good friend and a great man. He's going to give us some of his thoughts and pointers on how we can utilize this time to worship God in fresh and perhaps even unexpected ways. Whilst obviously this is especially pertinent for now, this will be relevant to any time that we might personally in the future feel like we're in a moment of disconnect or maybe even in the wilderness. Just a few context pointers for this conversation to make sure that nobody gets lost. At the beginning, I make reference to an event called Bible Week. Uh, This is a Christian festival and gathering for a group of churches based in the UK and internationally. Uh, They come together for five days of teaching, worship and fellowship. It's a fantastic time where I know for myself personally, I've had several life-changing moments there, but maybe they will feature on future podcasts. Um, If you want to find out any more information about that, just visit ministrieswithoutborders.com. The other is about halfway through where Will mentions a college that he teaches at. This is Covenant College. It's based in Cardiff and affiliated to All Nations Church there. Uh, This is where students spend a year developing in ministry and learning more about what it means to follow Jesus. Uh, That is a a great place as well. Uh, Now, after that introduction, let us proceed with Will's wisdom on worship You've got to love that alliteration. It would be great to pick your brain on worship stuff, Will, because you are... I don't know how much I can help, but you are more than one. You are worshipper par excellence. I'm I'm very often drawn back to that moment at Bible Week. Remember the last... um, session that we had and Ali Rothwell came and brought a song and yeah. it just kind of lifted this meeting and then you yeah, just responded sure. incredibly to that to that moment to help just t- catapult us even more into mm. the presence of God and for many many people from Southport I don't know what it was like at Living Rock but they said the best moment of Bible Week was that moment was huh? um, the way that you and um, Ali interacted and helped to lift the, the meeting in the way that, yeah, that was good that was good to be fair it was it, um yeah it was definitely a, a key point of the of the worship just that freedom i think and being able to just build something and obviously god was was doing it so just to to build on what was going on so yeah it was good yeah how how has it been for you kind of um developing that sense of freedom in worship is that um is that just something that you've always grown up with I guess for me, I I play the piano as much as I can. Um, it's, it's kind of difficult nowadays, but um, but still, uh, as much as I get opportunity, I would just sit behind the piano and and just make stuff up and mm-hmm. um, and sing stuff. Um, I've always uh, wanted to encourage songwriting, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm keen to write songs myself, um, and particularly for us as a worship team to. Uh, to be as quick as we can to 
sing something really simple that people can join in with and be sensitive enough to what's going on um to to be able to like that there's some practical things that we talk about like um sing with your eyes open so you can see what's going on around you um if you're going to sing something spontaneous pick a really simple melody that people can pick up on use three or four lines that um it's easy for people to repeat um like if it's a prophetic song then you know do whatever you like within reason <laughs> <laughs> where we're trying to express something to God and that's like us corporately, then yeah. you know, let's make it really simple and um, appreciate that, that this is the average Joe can join in with, not the person with the amazing vocal range. Um, so yeah, I think for, I always think simple is good, like simple, mm. simple and, and not, complex or confusing for, for us like as a team and for me i think i try and i try and do that as much as possible in writing songs or or just singing spontaneous refrains um yeah and, and just being with god as much as possible i suppose being with god in in worship and prayer and um trying to catch something of something i think like in every season i want to catch something fresh of who he is in the season mm, so particularly like at the moment um one thing that i'm hoping we can do this is why i was a few minutes later so i'm just trying to set up a bit of a worship um section in the building mm. but i think it would be great if we could have once a week like a, a 15 minute video which is somebody from the worship team um expressing as organically and spontaneously when necessary as possible our own voice um on worship at this time so something that would probably sound different to any other church congregation but it's just trying to take something of our heart as as living rock church and you know what do we believe of and expect of god in this time um what can we sing to him and about him um so i've personally just been mulling that over um, and just coming up with a few simple songs um, that are that are kind of internally written um, that people can listen to and be encouraged by, um, and I'll probably sing them through a few times so that people can join in if they want Great. to. Um, but yeah, I think that's that culture of um, trying to, I guess, tell our story, um, something that's authentic of who who we are. Is mm. um, we've always tried to tried to do that i think and um and value that that aspect of, of worship i suppose no if that's answers your question as all but hey no i love it i love it it's a i, li I like the idea of setting up something um and just allowing people to come and express um express themselves i, I like that because you're giving people the opportunity to lay hold of that responsibility as well and to kind of capture it there's a prophetic edge to it as well because it's not just what they're sensing but it's what they're sensing on behalf of the church isn't it so it's um, yeah definitely uh, i love that i think that's great good challenge what? as well i mean there's there's there'll be no interaction <laughs> with it in the immediate yeah you've got to be pretty sure of yourself to um just you and a and a microphone and an instrument for 15 20 minutes um there's no sort of gauge of is this going well or not <laughs> like, just yeah like, yeah it's know. very it's very davidic really isn't it it's it's harking back to to the psalmist and when they were yeah. writing the songs yeah um yeah it's uh i like it i like it a lot so um how you know with us kind of moving 
uh, online and not being able to gather corporately, um, a, a lot of um, people's experience of worship will be the Sunday morning dynamic, the meeting dynamic. Um, what is kind of your advice to people in terms of worshipping at home? Why worship at home? Um, is there power to worshipping at home? Um, how, how are you helping care up your people toward that? Mm. I think, if anything, we're probably promoting that more than mm. before. So I would always say to people, you know, um, it's really important that, that we are worshippers as a people and that's something that takes over our everyday life. Mm. We spend devotional time with God and this, that and the other. Um, but given that everything is online, it's kind of, I think people are obviously being more creative, aren't they, and putting more stuff out there. Um, so one like really simple thing that uh, we've decided to do is that every Friday we will put out a playlist of 10 songs, um, probably just over half of which will be familiar songs that we would tend to sing on a Sunday. And then four or five newer songs, which are a bit more appropriate to the season. Uh, and uh, it's kind of multi-purpose. So some of those less familiar songs are ones that I, I would like as, as a congregation to get more familiar with anyway. Um, but there's songs like The Blessing. Have you heard that? that one recently no, no, I don't that's just absolutely blown up it's a it's gone really big and it's um elevation worship alongside carrie job and cody cairns oh, okay um and they wrote this it's called the blessing um and it's it is phenomenal it's really okay. worth, worth a listen they they wrote it on a thursday and um between the four of them they they said this is really timely let's see if we could do it on a sunday so they did wow. it. They did it on the, the following Sunday, the next a few, the couple of days later, um, and I think it's now got like four million views on YouTube or something. Wow! Um, wow. But it really it's it's a song. Um, so it's it's based on Numbers uh, six. The Lord okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Make His face shine upon you. They, those are literally the lyrics, um, and then it right. goes it progresses on that. So it's kind of like a prayerful song. Yeah, it's a really, really good song and very timely for what's going on at the moment as well. So it's worth a listen. Um, so yeah, we're going to have a, a weekly playlist. There's three things um, that we'll do on a weekly basis. So one is to have that Friday playlist, which is for people to listen to during the week. Um, and what it was until today was also something that people, because the first few songs were familiar, they could just yeah. bang it on at 10 o'clock and listen and join in with the first few songs before the 10.30 live mm. preach thing. However, in just giving it a bit more thought, I think what we will actually do is um, use this space that I've set up to do, um, get somebody to do 30 minutes of, of more live, um, pre-recorded but live-esque worship yeah. from 10 to half 10 um, that people can really join, join in with from home. Mm. So people are used to me leading worship all the while, as well as a few other people. So I think if if we, um, I guess it depends what happens with travel, but for the time being, um, those of us who are able to um, come and do that from the building on our own, because I don't think we'll be able to do it in groups, even if we're socially yeah. distancing, it just would look a bit dodgy, I think, mm. and give the wrong impression. So probably just one person and an instrument 
leading worship for half an hour on a Sunday. Um, and then the third thing is, is that weekly trying to express our own voice of, of worship. Um, so these three, three things are having a playlist, a weekly um, up to date. This is what we're saying to God at this time. And then a Sunday, 30 minutes of um, corporate kind of worship type of thing. Um, but yeah, I think it's a good question about, you know, why is it important um, in isolation? Um, and I was thinking about that as well. And I went down to the, um, to the college just before it stopped um, allowing people to, to go and teach there um, and spoke about uh, the warfare aspect of worship mm. and the battle winning aspect of worship and also talked about it in a couple of other settings. Um, but I was thinking that's all quite pertinent that um, simply you think about Paul and Silas and they're alone in prison and it's middle of the night and all the rest of it and their worship literally changes the atmosphere. Um, we're often talking about our prophetic voice, you know, that what we say genuinely has the power to change things. Um, you know, the tongue has the power of life and death. Um, we say all of these things, um, but sometimes it actually takes um, being in the situation to put that into practice. Um, and so I guess my angle on it is that this kind of is that opportunity that, that um, you know, only, only when you're faced with a, potential impossibility do you know that god's the god of the impossible mm. if, if things are comfortable all the time then um then it we are not so good at relying on god in those times when things are tough it gives <clears> opportunity <throat> to do that but we also want to take from this time the fact that god's good in every circumstance and even when yeah. things are great he's just as much worth our prayer and devotion and praise and worship as when things are, are tough like now and you feel we are oh, really need to God. so yeah i guess it's it seems like a really good opportunity to put some um some meat on the bones if you like of the stuff that we would teach and say our, you know we have a prophetic voice our tongue has the power of life and death mm. uh, our worship has the power to change the atmosphere our praise sees god win our battles um and all of those things that, that we know to be true, um, to actually put those into practice and add some faith to those to those things um, and put them into action. So I, I'd be encouraging people in that way, I think, is, is to say, you know, let's let's put some uh, put some meat on it and and put it into action. Yeah. So so what kind of um, practical things can people do from their home, would you say? Because because, I mean, we would teach as well that worship is more than, than singing. Um, so what kind of things would you say to people who are maybe struggling with worshipping from at home? I think our the, the pastoral side of things, which is inevitably growing in us, is mm -hmm. an amazing um, act of worship. I think the fact that we're looking out for each other um, is very worshipful. They went up to the temple to worship and they came down from the temple and and um i can't remember what the scripture is but they when they saw the person on the floor um did they extend the hand to them because that's just as much worship as it is to go up and raise our hands to god yeah um, good and it's the um they're singing and they're serving isn't it and both are both are just as legitimate and just as powerful um elements of our of our worship 
Um, so I think serving each other, preferring each other, it's kind of Christian values that we hold um, become worshipful when we see them in that way. Mm. Um, I remember hearing Robert Ferguson, who's a teacher at Hillsong, um, speaking about worship, and he was talking about his daughter who used to be a member of the, a singer in the worship team. And then she had, um, I mean, she had one or two children, but basically she wasn't able to, to serve in the worship team. She didn't, she couldn't give the time to it and it just wasn't doable. And she was um, worshiping, she was uh, in the congregation singing worship songs one time and she was just saying to God, um, you know, what's going on God? You, you know, you've made me to be a worshiper and yet I can't, I can't do that. Um, and God really challenged her and this guy, Robert Ferguson, relayed it in his message that um, her giving of herself to her kids and putting them first and being at home where um, God wanted her to be and where her kids needed her to be was this amazing, beautiful expression of worship. Um, and that was her kind of, that's how she could express worship in that season. She couldn't express her worship by being a singer in the worship team mm. uh, or, or even necessarily by like singing songs. That just wasn't what worship looked like for her in that season. But um, I quite liked that. And it, it encouraged me that um, if we do think of worship as narrow as singing songs, then we've really missed the boat. Um, but if we understand that it's, it's our service, it's our care for one another, it's putting God first, um, it's being devoted to him and allowing that to um, come into every aspect of our of our lives. Then we're more more worshippers than if we've belted out a song with all the all that we have, you know, and and didn't do those other things. So singing is great, and putting a worship playlist on is is helpful, um, and it and sure it helps us be in the presence of God, but also so does like being in the garden, and appreciating nature, and thanking yeah. for His creation, and so does doing the dishes for your husband or wife because they've not had the time to and, and looking after the kids and, and all these things i think it's the heart attitude i think isn't it yeah it absolutely i think i think you're definitely onto something there by you know because of the nature of church we've created almost this one-dimensional facet of worship haven't we and this this moment now is forcing us to think more three-dimensionally about what it is and mm. and um how we can really tap into that for the glory of God as well because mm. that's that's ultimately what it's all about I love it it's great you are a young family at the moment um kids are obviously quite young but how would you <clears throat> encourage families to worship together or maybe houses that are um maybe there's some student houses where people are living all together and all that kind of stuff how would you encourage those guys to to take the opportunity to worship together even when it can be maybe a bit awkward worshipping together corporately. Mm. What would you say? How would you advise them to, to go about that? <laughs> Just ramp up the music really, really loud so you can't <laughs> hear what they sound like. <laughs> um, it sounds really harsh, but I think we just have to get over ourselves. Mm. <clears throat> I think if we, if we understand that our destination is standing around the throne of Jesus for all eternity, singing with, with everyone and worshiping God with, with all that we have, with no um, holes barred. Like, you know, that's where we're going. 
um, things will be things will be loud, but things will not be awkward. Uh, I think it's if we can really grasp the glory of God and how worthy of our worship He is, then those things really should fall away. Um, I appreciate that's easier said than done, um, and you know sometimes it's a bit weird for me to start speaking in tongues with Rosanna and the boys um, while we're like gathered around but it's less weird because I've done it quite a few times now um, mm. and I think whatever stage people are at worship should be a sacrifice so if we can find what's comfortable for us and then just take that little next step outside of the comfort zone mm. then that's going to be different for me as it is for somebody else but for both of us we'll, we'll be growing and um, mm. if it's if it's actually opening my voice to sing, then I've just got to rip the plaster off and just take that little first step. And yeah. then when that becomes comfortable, then I make the, make the next step so that there's, a, there's, there's always a sacrifice. Mm. Um, but I know for us, like, we always try and explain, it's, that, like, it's a bit, bit useless with Elijah at the moment, but it's prepared <laughs> at least. Like, um, we're praying now because, because you know, because, and, and explain to him, or well, we're going to sing this song together or, or whatever. Um, or we're going to watch. Um, we're going to watch Granddad talk about um, talk about something this morning because we're all coming together. We can't come together for church. But this is church on my computer, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And he gets some of those concepts. I think we just have to rip the plaster off. Wherever we're, I think if we find where we're comfortable, rip the plaster off and just take, even if it's just a little step, but be aware of ourselves enough to know what's comfortable for us and how we can take that next step. That's great. I love it. Yeah, thank you so much. That's um, there's some there's some gold in there, Will. I hope it's useful. I don't know. It's those those ten fifteen minute things that people can plug into as a as an encouragement just to help them in this moment. You know, there'll be people sat at home wallowing in in a sense of anxiety and self pity because they can't get out and about or or whatever. Sure. And I think anything that we can do to help them, um, even if it's a, go on, just get over yourself and get get on your knees before God. Yeah. Uh, go outside in the garden and just thank, start thanking God for the, the great things that you see or, or in an act of service, but direct that towards the glory of God. I think, um, I think those kind of things are, are really, really important for people to catch hold on to. I think, I think if, got, if you can, um, there's like there's the higher kind of perspective of things as well, which is that um, if we really believe that God is who He says He is, and if we believe that His words carries the authority that that I trust we believe it does, we read scriptures like um, "Give thanks in all circumstances," and if we freshly appreciate that that is the word of God to us, and that's God's exalted word, which He exalts His name and His word above all things. Yeah, then I think that that puts a, a demand and a responsibility on us. Mm. I think I I actually now have a situation or a circumstance with, where I can give thanks to God and I'm not probably going to get this opportunity at another point in my life. Mm. So I have a unique opportunity at the moment to give thanks to God in this circumstance. Um, and I think that's it's quite an amazing thought really that um, we've got the opportunity to give thanks to God in a place of self-isolation or we've got the opportunity to give thanks to God 
as we are engaged in online church. Um, and if God's telling us to give thanks in all circumstances, then each of us doing that is, is really quite an amazing thing that we're all giving thanks to God in our own circumstances and that's glorifying him and it's in line with what his his word tells us to do mm. so it's quite a yeah it's easy to see this as a a bit of a weird time and a bit of a pause and a bit of you know and all, all those things but it's also a really great opportunity to give thanks to god in this circumstance and we're probably not going to get that opportunity again yeah i think so i think you're absolutely right would, would you see this as a um, maybe a wilderness moment for for the church or a wilderness moment for the world um i think so yeah i mean there's definitely um there's all of our usual niceties and commodities that have been taken away in a sense like there's n there's not so much to rely on other than the fact that god is good and he's faithful um and he remains the same whether we're surrounded by people and things or whether we are on our own um, in our homes. Um, and it certainly seems that way, but it's in the wilderness that we have to... I was reading this book um, called Anonymous, which is by um, a lady called Alicia Britt Cole. Um, and she talks about Jesus's, um, she calls them his hidden years, which are years naught to 30. Um, and then his three years um, in the desert, uh, sorry, his 40 days in the desert, just after he's baptized and the Holy Spirit pushed him into the desert. Right. There's this kind of unseen time, this wilderness time that he has. Um, and it's a great book, um, if nothing else, but it also really highlights the fact that when everything else is taken away, we don't have something else to place our identity in. Only God is, is there and, mm. and we have to, trust in him for our identity we can't find it in in our possessions we can't find it in other relationships um we can't find it in achievements we only find it in in god um and if that's um if that's the only good thing of the wilderness i think that's 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 pretty good and there's there's a heart of worship within all of that isn't it in grounding your identity in, oh, yeah. in jesus Thank you so much for listening this week. I hope that you found that useful. If you want to find out more about what Living Rock Church get into, you can go on their website. It's livingrock.church. Uh, or you could subscribe to their YouTube channel. Um, as always, you can contact us through our social media streams or by me emailing us at info at communitychurch.org.uk. Next week, we're going to hear from Ali Rothwell, who is fantastic in moving in the prophetic. And she's just going to share with us what she sees in God moving during this time. Uh, be blessed and be a blessing wherever it is that you are listening from. Mm -hmm.